Welcome to the On the Road to Freedom podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We can't wait to get into the Word with you and share some truth that's going to change your life. Make sure and hit the subscribe button and help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the show. You can also connect with us at mylon.org for more helpful resources. Now, let's get into today's show. Oh, welcome to On the Road to Freedom <laughs> in Banff, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Man, we're up Ooh. on top of the, of the resort here and... Yes. If you could just see what I'm looking at on the other side of these cameras, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I know it's pretty behind me too, yeah. but I'm telling you there's mountains over here that are just yeah. only God. <laughs> only God. Only God could have <laughs> built something that that big and, and oh my goodness, they're in every direction. They're gonna be showing you the pretty stuff behind us and mm -hmm. behind the scriptures and everything, but it's just awesome to get to sit here. I'm just so thankful that God's yeah, given me so eyes thankful. to behold the beauty of his creation. Amen. And especially this beauty right here, Miss Christy. <laughs> I am in love with this I girl. I love you, honey. I love you, baby. <laughs> the Bible said, you know, Jesus himself said, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciple and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that's why we call our show On the Road to Freedom. It will set you free to keep studying the Word of God. So that's yeah, what we that's do every right. day. Amen. And we do it at home at our house, whether everybody's looking or not. But we decided to go out on the road and just do it and bring the cameras and have a whole lot of fun. We brought our skis up here. We came up here to preach a few days ago. And and so we just been hanging out and doing shows. And, and in the next year, you'll get to see a bunch of these. Today, we're going to do one called Lay It Down and Miss Christie is going to help us to understand the holy word of the living God. That's right. I like that title, Lay It Down. That's and good. And you look pretty. In <laughs> is that purple or pink, baby? A purple. I think Ooh, it's more purple. And my pretty. honey picked this out for me, especially for this show, for these shows that we're filming here in Banff. So I'm thankful. Thank you, honey. Did you see that? I just got a blue ribbon in heaven, y'all. Come on. You are... You are a wonderful husband in that way, very thoughtful I and kind. I love you, baby. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Come on, baby. Bring so us some words. Yes, thank you for joining us. And today we're talking about laying it down. And it starts with Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, not just some of them, every mm. weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us mm. and let us run with endurance. That means we don't quit. We don't give up the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus. He is the author. He is the finisher of our faith. Yes, he is. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, mm. despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise God. Mm. And we are seated with him in heavenly places, the word says. Praise God. So all things are under his feet. And since we're seated with him, all things are under our feet. So we can lay aside every weight in him and our authority in Christ Jesus. And we can't run. This verse is so good because it says we can't run with endurance and finish our course if we are weighted down. So what are these weights? Well, the Word gives us definition for what these weights are. Amen. And the first one is worry. 
Amen. Oh, my goodness. And we all deal with this weight. And it is well, heavy. Sure, it's sure. a heavy weight. It is heavy. Yeah. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. That means don't worry about anything. Mm -hmm. Don't sweat. Don't sweat. Chill. Yeah. Just relax. God says, I got this. Don't be anxious for anything. Amen. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Mm. And, and if you'll do that, now this is a qualifying verse. If you'll do the first verse, he said, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, yeah. will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. We're to be anxious for nothing. Now that is not where you pray and say, okay, God, fix this. I'm, I'm worrying. Mm. No, he said, you do it. Mm. Don't ask God to do it. He ain't going to do it. He told you to do it. Yeah. But you can do it or he wouldn't have told you to because when you start trying to do what he told you to do, he will put his super on your natural mm -hmm. and he'll give you the grace. And that's when your flesh can do things that you couldn't do before when the grace of God comes on you. Yeah, that's He'll it. He'll give you the grace. That's it. We're to be anxious for nothing. That means we're not upset. We're not freaked out about everything. We're not in drama about everything. Right. They didn't go in the way we wanted it to go. I think I've shared this with you before, but being anxious for nothing, you know, this was an area that I really had to work on because of my obsessive compulsive behavior about to-do list. <laughs> and, and I was going to get that to-do list done oh, no matter Jesus. what interruption yes. came, including my husband. <laughs> and so we had to work through that in our marriage and I had to learn to be adaptable. I had to learn to go with the flow. And that was not my natural personality, but the Lord taught me mm. and I had more peace because of it. I had to learn how to be anxious for nothing. And when I did that and bring that those requests to the Lord in prayer, then his peace was a guard to my heart and mind and to our marriage in yeah. Christ Jesus. Amen. And I, of course, had to doubt the exact same. We have a lot in common. In we some do. ways, we're really different, yeah, obviously, but do. in some ways we have that. And to be obsessive, compulsive about trying to, we're both trying to overachieve sometime. We try too right, hard. Right, try We're too both hard. list makers. We're planners, yeah. you know, and from time to time, I'll just admit to you, I've been a control freak. Mm -hmm. And when you get fear out of your life, you stop trying to control everything because right. you're not yeah, worried if good. it goes. It can that's actually, good. God can be doing something for you that you don't know. Yeah. And if you're trying to control it, you're going to mess up what God's trying to do. And boy, that control issue can be such a weight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's heavy. That's heavy, yeah. Verse 8 and 9 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble and just, pure, whatever things are lovely and of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, think on these things. Now, people, you can do this because it's your mind. Yeah, that's good. You can control. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. That's one. It's the last one. It's the hardest one to get to, but you can get there. It starts with love. The fruit of the Spirit always starts with love. God is love. But if you'll let him, he'll teach you how to get to self-control. But one of the things you're going to have to do is learn to think on these things mm -hmm. that are of a good report. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, he said. Yeah. Practice these and the God of peace will be with you. Mm -hmm. What we think on is how we maintain our peace. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. 
or freedom. Yeah, that's And we're good. on the road to liberty. Yeah, uh, Sorry, freedom. That's it. <laughs> so now I had to realize, I guess I'll, I'll say it this way, I had to realize that only when the Holy Spirit is in control right. am I free. When Mylon's in control, things get messed up. When I rest in the Lord, they Amen. get fixed. The Amen. root of worry, of course, is always fear. Fear is the heaviest weight, man. You yeah, talk about is. weighing you down. Yeah. You talk about slowing you down. I mean, when they make fast cars or fast boats or fast planes, they make them as aerodynamic as possible so that nothing slows them down. Mm. When you're Ooh. carrying these heavy weights, Ooh, they slow you, they down. slow you down. You can't drag yeah. heavy weights up a mountain. If you want to get to the top of your calling, the, your area of expertise, you can't have these weights no, dragging you, you down and slowing you down and wearing you out all the time. Amen. That's you're going to have to let it go. Yeah. The root of worry is fear. Fear affects soundness of mind. If we're not thinking clear, we will not hear the Holy Spirit's leading, which we need if we're going to walk in victory. First mm-hmm. Peter 3 and 6 says, Let nothing terrify you. Let nothing scare you. Let nothing worry you. Not giving way to hysterical fears or letting anxieties unnerve you. Right. We can do this, people. We can live in peace, but we're going to have to lay down these things that slow us down and drag us down. And worry and fear are the worst. Fear, doubt, unbelief, man, they're the worst. You got to get them out of your life. Well, we want to talk to you today about Team Milan. And Isaiah 61 through 3 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. And it says, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness all the people, and and boy, we're seeing that now. But the Lord shall arise upon you, and His glory shall be seen on you, so much that nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. And that's what this show is all about, is taking the light of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. And we need some kings, just like that scripture that we're standing on. We need some people who understand finance, entrepreneurial, industrial, uh, commercial kings, people who understand how to invest in the kingdom, how to do those things that that cause a return. We need some wise men and women to come alongside us and join Team Island and help us to take this gospel to the earth. If you're one of those people, connect with us at mylon.org, please. You know, and another weight that is so heavy is strife. Yeah. Uh, contention and strife. In James good, 3, 14 through 16 says, But if you have bitter jealousy and contention, rivalry, selfish ambition in your heart, do not pride yourself on it and thus be in defiance of yeah. and false to the truth. This superficial wisdom, it may look like it's wisdom, but it's not. It's superficial. That's it's right. not such as comes down from above. This is not how mm. the Lord handles things. That's right. But it is earthly, unspiritual, even devilish. It's how the enemy does things. For wherever there is jealousy and contention, contention is another word for strife, there also will be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion, in every evil work. Oh my goodness. And so this mentality 
of, especially in the world that we live in, this fight for your rights, put them in their place, tell it like it is, well, Mm. I'm just keeping it real. That mentality is completely opposed to God's way of dealing with problems, of dealing with challenges, of living this life. He says his way of wisdom is first of all pure in verse 17. It's peace loving. It's courteous. It has manners. We're supposed to have manners. (laughs) We're not supposed to be rude. We're supposed to be considerate and gentle. That's the wisdom of God. It is willing to yield to reason. Someone who's walking in the wisdom of God, you can reason with them. Someone who's in contention and strife, they are unreasonable. The wisdom of God is full of compassion and good fruit. It is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial. Now, Mm. this is important because the wisdom of God does speak the truth. Yes. But it speaks the truth in love. That's the key. Our motive is always love. So if you have this, if you have adapted to this world's mentality, to this culture's way of handling life of, I'll put you in your place. I'll tell you like it is. Don't mess with me. That's this attitude. Do not pride yourself on it for it's defiance to the truth. The truth is God's word. So when it's we actually lay it demonic. Down, I it mean, is. nobody I mean, wants to call it, yeah. you know, what it is, but it's anti-Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the opposition. Yeah, it is. It's in it's opposition, opposition to the leading and instruction of the Holy Spirit yes. or the Word of God. Because the Holy Spirit always leads in peace. Yes. The Word says that we're to let peace be the umpire yes. of our soul. It decides with finality every question that arises, Mm. peace. So if we allow this weight of contention and strife to dominate our life, we not only won't run with endurance, we won't finish our course, but we won't be led by the Spirit of God because this confusion in every evil work affects Mm. our soundness of mind. We won't hear the leading of the Holy Spirit. But when we walk in the wisdom of God, that's the love of God, it is peace-loving. Mm. Another example of this is Ephesians 5.22. We're talking about refusing strife. In the marriage relationship, you know, it talks about wives adapt yourself to your husband as a service to the Lord. And I know for me, this, this word submission, uh, this word adapt <laughs> was not good word, news. It? Yeah, it was not good news <laughs> to me. I had been in business and I had been in a career and I was used to leading and making decisions for my own life. So submitting to Mylan's leadership was not an easy transition for me until I saw it in the Word. And when I saw that my constant insistence to fight for that place of leadership, that that was a weight for me, it was heavy. It Mm. was wearing me down, and I was getting tired. And I realized God's way, this was not I was getting tired. I bet you were. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Because I was constantly negotiating for control and contending for control. And so when I laid that down and I did that as a service to the Lord in obedience to Him, boy, this weight, I remember the moment. And I did Mm. it in tears. I surrendered to this scripture in tears. Not and I to said, me. Lord, I trust you. <laughs> it, she didn't surrender to me. Yeah. 
to the Lord. I don't dominate my wife no, and I don't no, tell her don't. what to do all the time. The Bible says yeah, we, we submit, submit to each to other yeah. as unto the Lord. Yeah. So I do, I submit too. Mm-hmm. But there had to come a place where she settled this issue I between her it. and God. Yeah. As a service to the Lord, again, that helped me. And so, Lord, I just surrendered that to the Lord and mm-hmm. I contended because I, I was fearful that I would lose my freedom. But when I surrendered to God's best, our marriage, first of all, this weight just lifted because I was Mm. never anointed to lead. I'm not anointed to lead. He is the head of our home. He's the head of our marriage. So the anointing is in him and upon him to lead. And so, and I follow him as he follows Christ. So in this, when I surrendered that contention and strife, this weight lifted and our marriage went to another level and our prayers yeah. started getting answered. Amen. I'm just going to say that our yeah. prayers started getting answered because our home got back in order. That's right. And that was key. So um, let me encourage you in this. I realized that I'd rather have peace and joy than to have the last word. <laughs> I had been fighting for the last word constantly. Oh, but I decided word, peace baby. and joy was better. And I'm Amen. so thankful for the word of God. When you receive revelation of the Word of God again, that's what truly sets you free and free indeed. So I enjoy now a place of freedom that I didn't know when I was contending for my rights and my way. And husbands, this is why it's so important to minister to your wives, because they're not going to come to those kind of conclusions if you don't help them to grow. There's no way I can make her do anything. She can't make me do anything. If we're going to have this kind of peace... yeah. And if she's if she'd rather have peace and joy than to have the last word, yeah. she had to make that decision. That's right. her decision, not mine. Right. But it, my job is to wash her in the water and the word. If I obey God and do what He told me to do, and I'm good to her and and I'm kind and patient with her, then God talks to her, and just like He talks to me, and He tells me, "Be careful now. That's it. that's your wife. Yeah, you get to call her your wife, but remember, that's my daughter." Mm-hmm. So this, this thing goes both ways. This, this submission thing is not one way. Amen. Amen. And you know, offense is also a weight when we get offended. And Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have they who love my word, and nothing shall offend nothing. them. So oh no matter my. what our boss says, no matter what our mate says to us, no matter what a family member says, our mother-in-law, we decide ahead of time, nothing shall offend me. And so if we truly love the Word of God, we will walk in great peace and finish our course with joy, knowing that the greater one lives in us. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Amen. Listen, I cannot tell you how important this is. Nothing shall offend him. Great peace. I know she just read it to you, and I know I'm being redundant. that's good. Go ahead, honey. Great peace. Who doesn't want great peace? Yeah. Great peace have they that love the Word of God and nothing. If you love the Word of God, you will let nothing offend you. Mm-hmm. You will not ever be offended at people and walk away from them again. Yeah. You got no excuse to ever do that again, not if you love the Lord. That's good, honey. Now, if you just want to be the Lord of your own life and do what you want to, you can get offended everybody and tell them all off. Mm-hmm. But that's religion. That is not Christianity. That is not the way of love. 
That's not the way a disciple of Jesus Christ handles it. And boy, if it's we're really constantly... important to get rid of that spirit of offense. Yes, in your life. and that's what I was going to say. And all you do is bind it and yeah. just command it to be gone from you, and it's out of your life. Amen. It'll try to come back. If it's been a stronghold, it'll try to come back, but you have control. You just re- recognize it and take authority over it. Take authority over it, over it. yeah. Amen. And just say, I refuse the spirit of offense. You are bound in the name of Jesus. That's right. I choose peace. Amen. And if you don't want to be offended at others, then you won't be selfish. Part of this problem yeah. here in, in one of these weights yeah. is yeah. ungrateful, selfish attitude, unthankful. Yeah. You know, Philippians 4 and verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, yeah. your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. For the Lord is near and he's coming soon, it says in the Amplified Version. We're to rejoice always, not grumbling and complaining. Now, I hadn't got that together. I'm, every time I read this, I realize, oh, me, I just wanted to let you know I'm working on this one, but I'm not there yet. I still grumble and complain some, and I get under conviction when I do it. It's not as bad as it used to be, but I'm working on this one. Mm-hmm. Focus on what we have, not what we don't have. Yeah. Our reputation among everyone should be that we are unselfish, not out for our own interest, yes. but the interest of others That's that good. we prefer. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 47 says, Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart, in gratitude, for the abundance of all which he has blessed you. Boy, that's a dangerous thing. In other words, we need to be mm. grateful and thankful. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. We open the door to the enemy to curse, to steal, kill, and destroy when we're not thankful for the wonderful things that God has done for us. Amen. And you know, another weight for me that the Lord really dealt with me on was discontent just not simply being content. Philippians 4, 11 and 12 says, not that I'm implying that I, this is Paul talking, and he was in prison when he wrote this, yeah. not that I'm implying that I was in any personal want, for I have learned, Paul said, I've learned how to be content. You have mm. to learn contentment. Yes, we do. Satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. I know how to be abased and live humbly, and I also know how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. And I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation. Boy, have we had to learn this on the road in every filming trip. Yes, Boy, <laughs> in any and all circumstances, the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, mm. having sufficiency and enough to spare or going without and being in want. So this verse, it's obvious we have to learn contentment, but we have to have that mindset that we're choosing to learn how to be content. That's right. And then Paul finishes up by saying, now so many of us quote this, I can do all things through Christ Mm. who strengthens me. And we isolate that to a bunch of different situations and praise God, we can use it for those situations. But in this instance, Paul was referring to the anointing within you strengthens you so that you can be content in any and every situation facing every circumstance you can do all things. Let me say this right there. The anointing destroys the yoke. Yeah. 
That's what the Holy Spirit, when, when, God anoint, when God tells you to do something, and it's not just for preachers. Yeah. It's not just for people who teach the word on TV. It's for anybody who wants to live for Jesus, not just to serve at the church, not just to preach at the church. But if you want to be a good husband or a good wife and you want to teach your children about Jesus and you want to minister to your wife and you're not sure how, when you start doing that, the anointing comes on you mm -hmm. because God told you to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to do that, that yoke yeah. that's on your wife and children gets destroyed. And while it's destroying, while the anointing is destroying the yoke off of them, it destroys it off of you. Yeah, that's right. That's good. And the burden is removed from your life. And what's left when ungratitude and unthankfulness and the griping right, and the sir. fussing yeah, and the yeah. fault finding and the fear and the worry all are melted away by the anointing Ooh, you can and the run. burdens removed <laughs> and the yokes yeah. and, and the weights that were so heavy. Now you can Ooh, run, dude. You can Man, run. Now That's you're ready right. to go get it for Jesus. <laughs> you're right. ready to go to the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. You're ready to do that which is holy in the sight of God. Man, that's where the good life is. Jeremiah 31 says, My people shall be satisfied with my goodness. Yeah. If, there's any, if there's nothing else to be thankful for, we can be satisfied right now and content that we serve a good God. Yes. For the Lord, He is good. Yes, He's good. And the only thing He wants for your life are good things. The only plans He has for your life are good plans. 1 Timothy 6, 6 says again that godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, I've heard you preach that a lot. Oh, man. But godliness, great. it's great gain. When God says great, now we ain't talking, this ain't yeah. the home shopping channel. Yeah. Come on now, God don't hype people. <laughs> That's right. This is great. Great gain. Look yes. at what God created. When God says something's big, dude, it is big, man. Yeah. This is good God. And his goodness is trying to tell you godliness with contentment. The Lord is constantly blessing us. Yeah. Supernatural increase is part of who, who he is, is and what he does. Yeah, that's right. As long as I keep doing what he tells me, I'm yeah. going to be blessed more and more and more. But I don't, I'm not pursuing the blessings. I'm pursuing Jesus. Yeah, that's and it. And so that's you it. can too, and you'll be satisfied when you do. It's time to lay aside all the weights. Lay it down. And finish our course with, with joy. joy. Say this with me. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to say it again because some of y'all just looking at the screen. Do yourself a favor and say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say this with me. For the Lord is good For the and Lord his mercy endures Amen. forever. Amen. Praise God. I just believe the joy of the Lord is strengthening you right now. Yes. I believe that he's restoring your soul and renewing your strength and renewing your youth like the eagle. Yes. And I call you blessed. Stay in the word because that will keep you on, on the, the road, road to, to freedom. freedom.